0: Welcome to the Champions of Change, the Movement for Modern Life podcast. I'm Kat Farrantz, founder of Movement for Modern Life, known as the Netflix of Yoga. In this podcast, I'm exploring the ways and speaking to the people who can help us all to move freely towards a happy, healthy, and sustainable life. We're taking yoga off the mat. We're meeting teachers, experts, and those who can inspire us in a variety of different fields and we'll find out how we can all be champions of our own change. I really do hope you enjoy, and do head over to movementformodernlife.com to check out our classes with our incredible range of teachers and find out more about our community. Hello, I'm Kat Farrance and I'm founder of Movement for Modern Life, and today in our second series of the Champions of Change podcast, I am introducing you to a very special guest. This person has been an absolute inspiration to me, but not possibly for the reasons that you might think. So, I'm introducing you today to Vera Farrance, who you may or may not be able to tell is my mum. Hi, mum. Hi, cat. What a good introduction. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Um, now I said that you've been an inspiration to me, and of course, as a mum, you always are going to be an inspiration. But I'm afraid to break it to you, mum, that your your inspiration hasn't been quite in the usual way that we might have expected. You haven't sort of inspired me in your snot wiping abilities when I was a small child. Um, But you have very much come into your own as a yogi, since you've discovered yoga in the last seven years or so.
1: I, So, I I, I think that is true, Kat. I don't think I've ever been a brilliant mum. And I'm sure I wasn't inspirational because I was never there. I was always at work. And that's not very good. (laughs) And it is also true that you actually have inspired me on a new look of life, which really came to me much later, after the age of 65, in fact, when I discovered that there is another way of looking at things other than how I had been looking at it over the years. So I am a late starter for yoga. I don't Hmm. think that's a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. There are a lot of people... Who probably would enjoy starting late as I have done, because we benefit so much more. We are able to sort and, out. And that's
0: really that—that's really what I wanted to talk about was the fact that you have, in terms of your attitude to life, in terms of the health benefits you've received. I think that um, the change that you have undergone has been more radical than, as you say, than. On a much younger person. I mean, I discovered yoga when I was a bit younger, so um, it probably hasn't been as radical a transformation. But you, mum, you really have, and you do continue to inspire me on those days that I really can't be bothered to get on the mat. I just sort of think about you.
1: Well, I must say, I'm, I'm I'm not very sympathetic at all because I think that the whole point of doing anything is if you know that it's beneficial, why not do it? I'm always surprised when people say that they're too busy or they don't have time or this or that. Above all, the older people, people of my age, say they can't do it because they're too old. It's bullshit. In fact, (laughs) we need to find time for things that are good for us. And yoga gives you a different attitude on life, and it does. It is the physical side of it, which is beneficial, and the mental side, which I'm learning about all the time. And that is a good lesson.
0: Yeah, I know. I think you're absolutely right. And it's crazy if you think of it in that way that, um, you know, somebody said, I don't have two minutes to brush my teeth. And you'd say, oh, well, that's okay. You know, you'd never, you'd never do that. You'd just think, well, I know that I need to brush my teeth. So you get on and you find two minutes. And that's sort of how it is with yoga. But what I'd love to um, talk about with you is just starting from the beginning, mum, how is it that you came to yoga? Um, yeah, how, how is it? Why is it that you're practicing? Well,
1: <laughs> let, let me tell you, um, I had a very high pressure job. And I was aware that during the time that I was working, I was always on an aeroplane. I was traveling to exotic places, but working incredibly hard. But I wasn't looking after myself physically. So I began taking a, a trainer at home. And that was fine, except God, was she boring. And I got very bored with it. And then you, cat, in fact, said, Mum, why don't you try yoga? And I thought, well, that's all very well for a young person to tell me to try yoga. I'm not going to go to a class. Every time I open up my arm to the left, everybody's got their arm to the right, and I feel an absolute plonker. So I didn't think I'd be very good in classes. And you suggested that we had somebody to do yoga at home, and she was lovely. Her name was Leonie, and she was really sweet, and I enjoyed that a lot. And I learned a lot about the movements in yoga. So we had Leonie and I really enjoyed her yoga classes. I did it with my husband and that was a thing we looked forward to. Then beyond that there's always a stage for me when I feel I'm getting bored with something and I feel I need to have something more challenging and I get it which isn't the yoga spirit I know uh, but I'm not very good at the yoga spirit at least I wasn't I'm getting better and so then you, in fact, Kat, suggested I go on a retreat. And the retreat was with Andrea. Andrea has become my mentor in life. She That's ha- our
0: Movement for Modern Life teacher, Andrea Kwiatkowski.
1: Yes, yes. And I went to Puglia with Andrea. And there I listened to the philosophy of yoga. And I was in so deeply moved, um she gave a lesson or a philosophy on the simple notion of let it go. Now, when you think about it, how many of us just never let it go? We harbour grudges. We think of incidents in the past, which are frankly irrelevant, but we don't half make a song and dance about past misdemeanors. And the more I thought about it, the more moved I was to think of my own inadequacies, that I had never let it go. I never thought it was good to let it go. I thought that made me stronger to remember the evil things of the past and to try and pay people back for their misdemeanors. What a terrible philosophy. How destructive, how very unkind.
0: And so the more I don't think you were quite that bad, Mum.
1: Well, I was moved by it, I can tell you, Kat. When Andreas said about let it go, I cried in the class because I knew how useless I was. <laughs> and in fact most of us are because we don't think about it. We we don't ponder these things. And that's what yoga does. Yoga makes you look at yourself and realise what in fact you could do and in fact how you are dealing with your problems. And most of us are not dealing with our problems very constructively. And yoga gives you an outlet where you can see a very logical, calming way of addressing issues which we have to address every day. And that for me is an immense philosophical angle that I love of yoga. Now when I go on a retreat, I go primarily to listen to the philosophy. Because the mm-hmm. teachers portray it so well. I know I'm going to learn from it. I know I'm going to try hard to do something about it. And it's beautiful. It's And also the people in the class feel the same. So you've got a whole group of people who are listening to this and you're sort of synchronized. You're sort of connected. I don't know if that explains it, but if you're all in sympathy with a, a view... And Andrea's brilliant at combining that with the reality in the class. You all feel very united in a thought. It's very purifying. That might sound soppy, but in fact, that is what happens. And I recommend that thought to anybody who's as cynical as I am, who always thinks these things are full of bullshit, but they're not. It actually is worthwhile trying hard to follow the philosophy of Buddhism is the same. There are some beautiful thoughts in Buddhism. So it was a combination of the physical and then it became the mental, and it's the mental that I begin to enjoy a lot. There's one thing I'm not very good at, and that is meditation. Mm-hmm. I find it very difficult to be quiet and to be still, Um and to meditate. I'm trying, but I I do find it difficult. And Shavasana is a very good start to being still at the end of a lesson, and I've begun doing that. I now actually lie still at the end of a lesson.
0: <laughs> Yay! Eight years on and you've started to do Shavasana. I tell you what, you're more advanced than I am. I started Shavasana. I must have been about 15 years into my practice before my first Shavasana.
1: <laughs> it's actually very good for you, Shavasana. It does but sort it's of, so hard. It's the it hardest pose. Hard. It is hard. I find it terribly <laughs> hard. <laughs> Um, But but that is, you know, let it go. What a wonderful start to a yoga philosophy. It is so important. And I can only thank Andreas so much for giving a lesson that had that simple message. How have you used that in your everyday life, Mum? I tell you, Kat, I I find that I use it all the time, nearly all the time, especially with my friends if they're sort of bitching on about things. And, and people do bitch on about things. Mm-hmm. And your sister, when she bitches <laughs> on about things, I often say, Julia. I think we all do. <laughs> Julia, let it go. Let it go. It is only harming you, which is the f- true philosophy of let it go. It does you more harm if you're destructive about mm. a thought than if you just give way and just let it wash over you try that. And and I do it to a lot of my friends. And in fact, they laugh at me now. and They say, Vera, we know we can't rise you because you're always letting it go. And it, it is a lesson that I think I've conquered a lot more than any other thing in yoga. It's an important part of well, yoga. Well, now, that's amazing
0: that's- because I know that you came to yoga because it was the physical movements that appealed. And you've always been a real person who's into attainment and achievement. And I remember when I was first showing you some moves, you were sort of, you know, looking at the, some of the inversions and the crow pose and you thought, yeah, I want to do that. But it's very interesting that you're actually saying, well, the thing that has really changed you is the living life of yoga rather than the, you know, hour or so on the mat every day.
1: Well, on the other hand, I do love giving myself a challenge. I think it's very important. And the beauty of movement for modern life is that there are hundreds of lessons uh, that I can't do. And (laughs) actually, I don't mind. Uh, There's teachers, for example, I, I adore. Janelle because she makes things look so easy and she talks about... Oh, that's Janelle Lewis. Yes. She's amazing. And she f- talks about floating on the mat. I tell you, cat. I did her mm. simple move of floating, and I plonked on my nose immediately, <laughs> and there was no hope of floating. I was there plundering <laughs> around, and I just sat there and laughed. I thought, how very funny you think it's easy, Vera, but it's not. But I don't mind not getting it right. But Bef- I think you would have mind uh, I before, think uh, yes. yeah,
0: I think when you first started
1: doing yoga. Am I wrong in saying that? No, because I've always been an achiever. I don't think it's worth doing anything unless I can do it. And that that is definitely true. But with yoga, there's something very, I don't know, it's unreal. I I know I should be able to do it. But if I can't do it, I just laugh at myself because it's comical. And Zephyr Wildman, who looks just unbelievably wonderful doing these very simple things. And I think, well, I can do that. I'm not as tall as Zephyr, but I can do that. (laughs) And of course, I can't. And again, it makes me laugh that I'm trying. And it almost seems like Zephyr's looking at me and saying, you funny little old thing. (laughs) I'm sure she's not. (laughs) But it's sort of the feeling I have because she's so composed and I'm mm. so crummy. We all feel like that. Yes, well, I think
0: I think that's how it is to be human. Because when other people see you, they don't see crummy. They see somebody who's incredibly elegant, well put together. You know, you're somebody who's incredibly energetic, ludicrous amounts of energy, joy de vivre. You're the life and soul of everything. And um, I don't think people see crummy. I think that's possibly something that you're saying to yourself and something that we all say to ourselves.
1: Well, Kat, that's nice things to say, but I think it's only a reflection on the people you're meeting. And most of them are in our yoga group. And I've now been to five retreats and I haven't Mm. met anybody who I thought was 100% grotty. (laughs) And I just think that people who do yoga, we all have something in common and they're much more kind about things. And I think they look at me and they say, poor little old lady, she's trying hard. And they're just generous about it because the fact is I am old and I'm very old. and, And that's how it goes. You can't do much about it. But I do ignore my age. I yeah, don't... so
0: tell me, tell me, how does it feel to be 77? Eight. 78?
1: <laughs> Very important.
0: Well, kept the and, and and for everybody who um, doesn't know, I'll put a picture of mum on the thing so you can see what this particular 78 year old looks like. You look Slightly younger than me, it's a little bit embarrassing, very awkward.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, being 78 and everybody who's listening to this who is that age knows about the difficulties. Whether we like it or not, there are physical degenerative signs. I happen to have osteoporosis, but actually... Through doing my yoga, I had a scan and actually my bone density has increased. Now, Hold on. So your bone density increased. is now
0: better. So you've better got
1: more dense bones than you had. In parts of me, not all. But in parts of my bones, my leg bones are stronger than they were before. Oh, that's extraordinary. Well, it's only a few... That'll be the warrior poses, Mum. Well, I don't know what it is, but it's, you know, just trying hard. Good standing
0: poses are very strengthening for bones. And also
1: doing my muscular things. Now, Andrea's teaching me how to strengthen the muscles in my thigh, because when you're older, you can't get yourself off the floor in one movement like you could before. You have to sort of help yourself up with your hands. I think that's very bad news. So I'm not trying to overcome (laughs) it. I can tell you what, there's
0: plenty of 30 year olds who can't do that.
1: that. (laughs) Well, it's still something we shouldn't allow to happen in our lives because our bodies are able to do it if we practice and if we continue trying. It's something that we should be able to do because that's how our bodies are built. And we've just neglected it, which is why I'm grateful to having my little yoga studio in the morning. I go off and do my 15 minutes of hamstrings, which is essential. Hang on, what
0: do you mean 15 minutes of hamstrings? Well,
1: Andrea has a class of 15 minutes to strengthen the hamstrings. The hamstrings are connected to the back of your spine, which Uh strengthens your spine. So to me, it's essential I do that because I have osteoporosis in the lower part of my spine. So oh, I mustn't I, I mustn't let that get worse, so I do everything I can to help that. And but has
0: that class helped?
1: It's helped fractionally on the lower part of my spine, but okay. where where the biggest part wasn't helped is my legs in my legs apparently. Yeah.
0: Oh that's amazing.
1: And then after my fifth 15- So
0: can I can I just um ask a little bit more? So when was the when was your before test? Um, osteoporosis test and when? When have you last had it done? So oh. let's have some
1: context. Oh, cat, very easy because it's important. Um, I now have a scan every three years, mm-hmm. and over the last two three years scans, my bone mm. density has improved.
0: That's amazing,
1: but fractionally. You know, we're only talking about a point millimeter of whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, but how considering they it. most most people have it as a given. You know, when, for example, you said before, oh,
0: it's a given that um, when we age, certain things happen. And actually, here you are now saying, okay, it's a given that our bones start disintegrating. But actually, no. Well, apparently not. Well, you know, it's not
1: disintegrated that much. But of course, you know, overall, uh, it will disintegrate. But I'm not depressed about it because I'm controlling it. Mm. And when I went for my last uh, checkup, uh, the doctor said to me, the surgeon said, well, you know, Vera, there's an improvement. Undoubtedly, there's an improvement, but you are at the age where you cannot expect to have that improvement all the time. I said, well, don't Mm. worry, that's your problem. My problem is to make it improve. And In he, other words,
0: his expectations—that yes, his
1: issue. Yes, and that's his problem. <laughs> my my attitude to old age is that I'm there to overcome these things. Oh, I don't that's want hysterical! To be I, I
0: love the fact that his expectations are his issue, but your body is yours. That's fabulous. But, that's a really also, good
1: lesson. Cat, I said to him, "Now, come on, can you touch your toes, your nose to your knees?" I said, "Come on, now, show me. Do it." And the surgeon said, well, why should I do it? I said, because then you will understand the importance of flexibility. Because if you're not flexible, you will get worse. And you're only 50 or so now. And, you know, the dear man, he sat down and he couldn't do it. And I giggled. Mm. And I thought, you know, it is worth it because we know that the more flexible we are, the better it is for us. And it makes us
0: skip down the road. Well, not quite the more f- – I mean, you know, we're not looking at circus performers. We're just no, looking at keeping, keeping our natural range of mobility, right?
1: Well, exactly. I'm not a circus performer, but I'm very delighted if I can skip down the road and feel lighter after having done mm. an hour of yoga.
0: But that's also strengthening because yes, you say flexibility, yes. but it's strengthening work that you're yes. doing too.
1: Yes, and that is what Andrea is helping with at present. That's very yeah. important. And straightening your back because most of us when we get older have a hunched back and i'm mm. trying hard to overcome that it's all all being aware of it which is why mm. i really am not very tolerant about people who say they don't have time to do things because mm. it does help you and mm. if they just enjoyed it and, and if you do an hour of yoga moving around you feel so good cat you feel mm. so happy that i lo- i leave my little yoga room and i'm skipping up the stairs because I feel light, and that's what it does for me.
0: It's incredible, isn't it?
1: Well, it is incredible, and and I believe in it immensely. I love movement for modern life. I think you've got great teachers. Uh, like Adam Hoke. He makes me laugh too. (laughs) You see, the whole whole thing is one big grin, and then when I come to retreats, I meet others who are enjoying it, lovely friends we've made on retreats, and I've just been to a wedding of one of the friends that I met on retreat. What a lovely way of meeting people. We all have this thing. The same yoga common. community
0: is very the special, isn't, special it? isn't
1: it? It's very special and very giving. Um mm. and uh, and just very, very pleasant to be with. It's not competitive. Mm. It's and nobody talks about how rich they are or how they haven't got money for this or that. It's it's a different philosophy, and, and I'm enjoying it immensely. Mm. And really thanks to you, Kat, frankly, because I, I do benefit <laughs> no, from it. No, not at all.
0: Um, it, it's just been very inspiring to hear how you're feeling physically a lot better. And I know that the other thing that you were saying is because you have um, sometimes a pain in your lower back. Yes. So... How, how how do you deal with that and how have you found the practices to help or have well, they?
1: Pain in the lower back, whoever has pain in the lower back should try Andrea's hamstring exercises. And really and truly, it does get rid of the pain. And every morning I get out of bed and I have a twinge at the lower part of my back. After mm. I've done my 15 minutes, it goes. Mm.
0: Oh, interesting. So it's the back pain that's gone and the bones, which are stronger. Yes. And you have a new mental outlook. That's I think cool. so. I think so. Yeah. And I think that you are... You, I think that you are... A very different sort of person. You react to things very differently to how you might have done in the past. I can definitely see some really positive changes that you're a lot more forgiving of people. And I think you're um a lot just kinder and softer. And maybe that's all part of um the yoga philosophy that you've been introduced to as
1: well. Which I find very realistic as well. I don't think it's an unattainable philosophy. I think it's something that All of us can benefit from because it is so logical um, Mm. to be kinder to people. We've only got one life, so we should try and give a little bit more because we're very good at taking.
0: Yeah, I think that that's true. There's something sort of very fundamental to many humans, um, which is about the take, but the giving is so important. And I mean, I I know with you, Mum, it's the energy that you feel. It's this vivaciousness which you share. And that's a big that's a big part of who you are and your way of being really. And do you think yoga has changed that or
1: I don't think that necessarily, Kat, because I think I've always had more energy than others can tolerate. Um, (laughs) Than others can tolerate. (laughs) They they get a bit impatient. I've always walked very quickly. Um and I can see the irritation that that causes. Um, <laughs> when I was working, you know, the staff just couldn't bear to walk near me. across the road because they knew I'd walk too quickly. And also, I'm never—I don't seem to be tired. I don't seem to get headaches, and I don't know why that mm. is. Um, but I think I've so, always so, been like uh... that. For me, what yoga has done has channeled my energies. So now my energies are channeled into something useful to help my aging body. And that I would have never thought of before if it hadn't been for you. Um, Just it wouldn't have occurred to me to do Mm -hmm. yoga to help the body and also the mind. Because when you're younger, you're so involved in your job, in the Mm -hmm. pressures around you in achieving. I was always... And also bringing
0: up a family. That's quite,
1: it's quite a pressure as well. Well, motherhood is the most difficult job of all. Mm -hmm. And none of us are given lessons about it. We all copy whatever our mothers did. And Mm. actually, we need to sit and think about that. Because if you look at how younger people who have got into a more self-aware attitude You would learn, we would learn far more by looking at Mm. that. And I think that's what I've noticed with yoga. People who do yoga seem to be more self aware. And I've never been self aware because I've never thought it mattered. I thought it mattered to achieve, to do, to be the top, to be the best, all those Mm -hmm. dumb things. (laughs) And now I look at it and think, well, no, probably. Looking at yourself and realizing your deficiencies or your strengths, which might help others, is far more sane than being self-preoccupied. Whether I'm wearing the best outfit or the best nature, which, by the
0: way, you are—you always (laughs) are wearing the best outfit. Just that just just
1: happens to be because I'm into (laughs) interior design, and I think I notice that, but. And I think it's very funny that both of you, you and your sister, you're quite the opposite. You never wear makeup. You don't wear jewelry. And I go around like a perpetual Christmas tree. It gives me enormous happiness to be a Christmas tree. I like all my dangly stuff. But, you know, you have reacted and you are totally, I don't know, natural. I could never do all that. (laughs) And that's the joy of motherhood, that, you know, we produce children who are probably opposite to us. Mm. And if I could have one wish in my life, it's that Mm -hmm. I wish I'd been more self-aware when I was bringing you two up. I Mm. think the mistake, and I've discussed this with various other people at our yoga retreats, all of us feel the same, that we don't get it right for our children, we're far too anxious. We want, don't do that because this is what will happen if you do that. Do Mm. this because that is the next result. You know, why don't we just shut up? And why don't we just say, follow what you think is the best for you? Because a Mm. child then will blossom. Instead, parents are so keen to give advice because they know how it will end. So they're only thinking of the best for their child. Of course, that's not the way to do it. And that is one lesson I wish I had known when I was bringing up you both. I was forever giving you good advice and you were forever not doing it. Very frustrating. (laughs) Frustrating for everybody. (laughs) Yes, but that's parenthood. And we're never taught that. We're never taught Mm -hmm. to have confidence in our children that they will sort it out and they will get what they really want from life we will just think, look, if you don't do these exams, you won't earn as much money and you won't have such a good life. You know, Mm. how completely stupid. But that is how most of my generation thinks because Mm -hmm. I think like my mother thought. My mother Mm. never said to me I was good at anything. Mm. So, of course, I went through life thinking I was a total disaster in any event. Actually, fortunately, life was quite kind and things worked out well. But we should only encourage our children. We should only remind mm. them how good they are. And we don't manage to do that enough because mm. we're anxious for them. We mm. don't want them to suffer. Mm. Um, that- yeah,
0: I think um, anxiety is something that yoga and the yogic attitude has helped me with for sure because, you know, being a human is quite an angst-ridden embodiment it's everything is anxious making and I get as well you know mum I get very wound up about very very many things and And I think I often tell you to let it go you always tell me to let it go which (laughs) I'm very very (laughs) happy to receive that advice (laughs) but I think yoga really does help because because I always then think gosh what would I be like if I hadn't have encountered any of these practices I'd be an absolute nightmare. Um, Just because it really does help with your moments of stress and overwhelm and anxiety. And when we think that life is very serious and very important, and we're about to achieve the thing that we've always wanted to achieve, and then we fall flat on our faces, and then to be able to sort of laugh it off and think, well, that wasn't Quite how I had thought it was going to pan out, but onwards and upwards to the next.
1: (laughs) As long as we can laugh at ourselves, as long as we can see that whatever we're doing is only an attempt and it isn't the most important thing in life. Mm. And if one could give a message to people who are my age, don't put yourself into a little old box. Oh,
0: I like that. No, but it's. What do you mean by that, a little old box? Well,
1: People who are old often tend to be proud of being old and therefore don't want to do things because they're old.
0: Now, I think that's... I'm not sure if it's proud of being old, Mum, but there's a lot of people who will say, I am, you
1: know, 60-odd or whatever. I'm 60.
0: As as it's a limiting fact, as a fact.
1: Uh, Exactly. But that is putting yourself into a little box. Hmm. And I don't think any of us need to be in a little box. Of course, indeed. If you're ill, then, of course, then that is different. You look at life differently. But Mm. when your prima facie are quite healthy and able to do things and grasp the moment and the beauties of life, boy, we should benefit because us older ones don't have the anxieties anymore that the younger ones have. We've Mm. done it. We've seen Mm. it. We're Mm. trying to give others what we have gained for ourselves. So we're Mm. in a very good position, but a lot of people don't see that. They don't see that being old is a moment when you can give, when you can be creative, when you can be active. They think that probably that's enough. I've done all that. I'm now retired. I'm not doing anything. And I Mm. say to them, what do you mean you're not doing anything? You're sitting on the sofa all day watching telly? How can you (laughs) do that? Why don't you set up a (laughs) business? Mm. Oh, I'm too old, Vera. <laughs> you know that makes me cry because I set up my own business at sixty-five and mm. fabulous, just fun. I think.
0: Um, I think. Then, yeah, age can become a self-limiting belief. No matter what age we all are, we can feel that we're the wrong age for whatever it is yes, um, yes. thing that's happening in life. Yes, and that's I think right. it is interesting. I get a lot of people. Um, who say, "Oh, I'd love to start yoga, but I'm too old." And they're only what fifty sometimes.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I always trot your story out. So, how old were you when you started to do yoga?
1: Well, about seventy-three. Seventy-three.
0: Yeah. And your practice is pretty formidable. I mean, you do no, a my lot practice
1: of crap actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. It, you, you do a lot of the poses that, um, you know, some of the most mobile people would do. Well, and it's really, no, but but honestly, it's very inspiring to be able to see somebody who's 78 going off and doing Bakasna crow pose, when they only started at 73. Because, of course, we're all used to seeing the images of you know, the old yogis doing it, but they've been doing it all their lives. But this is somebody who has had a very limited range of movement up yeah. until now. And now you have increased your movement and increased your... um well, What is it? It's increased your ability to be able to challenge yourself. You're able to see. Well, as long that... as I
1: laugh at myself when I do the crow and I land on the cushion of my nose. Yeah,
0: exactly. But you're fearless. Okay. You yeah. go for it.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely. But let me tell you one thing that Andrea, again, I have so much to thank Andrea for. On my first retreat, I broke my leg horse riding. Now, in my day, when you break your leg, you didn't have physiotherapy. And I was 47 when I broke my leg. It never occurred to me it was abnormal not to be able to bend my leg. Now, since I've begun doing yoga for eight years, I can actually now do anything I want with that left leg, which I couldn't do before. And that is is yoga. That is practicing every day. Andrea gave me lessons of what to do with that leg to bend it. I couldn't bend it. Never occurred to me that was wrong. It it just was one of these things. Couldn't bend my left leg because I'd broken it. And now I can do anything with that left leg. And I'm really grateful to yoga for that.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: Yes, it's good news.
0: Yeah. I I want to slightly dig into what you'd said earlier, Mum, because you said earlier, oh, I don't know why it is I've got loads of energy and I feel great and everybody has headaches. Because actually, I'm quite interested in this. So, what's
1: it, what's your diet? Oh, I'm a vegetarian. Um, I watch the calories. I don't like <laughs> very, I don't like to put on weight. Uh, I keep to myself at forty-seven kilos, which is about right for me. Um, I don't do anything particularly. I don't eat silly food. I don't eat silly food. But that that. Anybody. And what do you mean by silly food? Well, crisps and, uh, you know, instant You don't food.
0: eat processed food, Mum. Never
1: eat processed food. Never, no. ever.
0: And that's something that most people sort of live on.
1: But you see, I not So can't... I think
0: so- saying, oh, you don't do anything special, but you happen to have lots of energy, is something which is a bit um, different because you don't eat any sugar and you don't eat any processed food. So while you think it's very normal... As to the way you eat. But in fact, the way you eat is nowadays very abnormal, because you don't eat any processed food and you don't eat any sugar either.
1: But, but Kat, I don't think my rule in life is to tell people what to eat.
0: No, no, no. I don't think that anybody is telling anybody what to do. But I'm just noticing that you happen to be full of energy and you happen to not eat processed foods and you happen to have a vegetarian plant-based diet.
1: I think I'm energetic because I love my life. I think it's simple as that. And if you like your life then you see things around you and you want to do something about it to improve it or spread it to somebody else. I don't know if it's diet. I, I really don't know because I can't say whether it is or not. I eat the food I like. I love spinach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Which is lucky. <laughs> yeah. But I think then there's something to be said. So maybe it's not the diet. Maybe it's the gratitude practice. If you love your life yes. and you're grateful for it in that way that you're mentioning, yes, then maybe it is that. It's that intentionality. It's that being aware of what you have and that you've got things to give and that you're enjoying your life.
1: The joy of life. And we should all think of that. Because all of us can have that joy. There's nothing that stops us. It's just seeing it around you.
0: Have you always had that?
1: More or less, I think. More or less. Better now. I used to get very stressed at work. Well, I,
0: I think it's probably about time to wrap up, Mum. So yes. let's say, if, if you had to give somebody some advice, maybe they're just starting to come into their retirement or they're looking at how they're going to approach their old age with a degree of trepidation.
1: I, I would have one very simple message. Um take life day by day. Always look at the best of that day. Think of it positively what you can do within that day because it may be your last day and you should really benefit from everything around you. Go gently. Do one kind deed a day whether it's helping somebody up the stairs in the tube with their bag. Just try to consider other people a little bit more than you would have done normally. And you will find that life is very rewarding. Um, Life is fun. Don't give yourself heavy burdens. Just do it gently. Just enjoy everything around you, but notice it.
0: That's, that's good advice.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what I feel is a good thing in life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's, it is noticing all the good all the good that there is. And I think that so many people do get very worried about old age because it means, you know, to lots of people,
1: it does mean a loss. Well, it's a loss of certain things, but the, you can't do anything about it. Those things that you can do, do it. Do something about it and it'll be okay.
0: <laughs> that's great advice.
1: Kat thank you for asking me to join on your podcast. I love your podcasts <laughs> by the way. I think they're terrific. Oh,
0: thank you. Well, I'm well, to me you really are an inspiration and you are a champion of change for sure because the way that you have managed the changes that you have had over the last few years is is just phenomenal. Well, and I know that so many people see you and are incredibly inspired by you, by your presence, by your attitude, by your vivaciousness, by the way that you have conquered,
1: um, not conquered old age. No, that's enough. It's only because they are nice people. I promise you. (laughs) Thanks a (laughs) lot, Kat. All right, mum. Lots of love. Bye. Bye.
0: Well, I really hope that you enjoyed listening to my mum, Vera Farence, as much as I do. I know that I found her really funny and inspiring, but also what an amazing kick-ass attitude to just say, well, if you want to stay healthy, here's your choice. Go and do your practice. And also what I really liked about the chat was the thoughts about doing good for others the aspects of softening, of being vulnerable, of being open to others, and that being as important a part of the, well, we could call it aging process, but I think more like the humaning process. And for me, I found that I, well, I just found that really heartening and how the letting go was something that mum had really taken to heart. And I know that letting go is something that we all find almost impossible. But to know that also with, with the wisdom of having lived your life, that it is, there is no more important thing than to let go. So, oh, hopefully we can all take some of that inspiration from yoga philosophy onwards into our lives. Anyway... If you enjoyed that, you will enjoy more of our Champions of Change, I'm sure. So do press subscribe to your podcast and then you will automatically get all of our updates. Do visit us at movementformodernlife.com. Drop in and say hello. If you go to movementformodernlife forward slash podcasts, you'll see all of the other podcasts. And just take a look around the site. And if you want to form a home yoga practice, this could be the place for you. We might well be your community. And I really, really am so grateful to you for your support. Because without your support, we wouldn't be here. Thank you very much. And until next time.